The Michigan Man Podcast, Episode 229. The coaching search continues, and our young Michigan Hoops team hits three bumps in the road last week. That and more on this week's show. This is the Michigan Man Podcast on GBMW Go Blue Michigan Wolverine for Wolverine fans from coast to coast. Go Blue and welcome to the show. I'm your host, Mike Fitzpatrick. The search for Michigan's next head football coach has consumed Wolverine fans for the better part of two weeks. Will that change this week? Who knows? Something could break tomorrow, or it might be two weeks or more before we find out who the next head man will be. Stay tuned. It will be an interesting end to what has been a frustrating and disappointing year for Michigan football. On today's show, we'll discuss the latest coaching search news and also try to figure out what's up with our struggling young hoops team. My guest will be senior editor Chris Ballas from TheWolverine.com. Before Chris joins me, let's take a look at a few Wolverine news and notes for this week. For many Michigan fans, it's Jim Harbaugh or bust. On Sunday, the 49ers lost to Seattle and the Lions beat Minnesota, which eliminated San Francisco from postseason play. There are two weeks left in the NFL season. NFL insiders seem to agree that Jim's days in the city by the bay are over. The question driving Wolverine fans berserk, though, is does he stay in the NFL or does he come home to Ann Arbor? Buckle up. It could be an excruciating two weeks or even longer. Monday night, Les Miles said he has not been contacted, nor is he seeking the head job at his alma mater. Miles told reporters in Baton Rouge that he is happy at LSU, enjoys the culture he has created, and has no plans to leave. Last week, it was reported that Duke coach David Cutliffe had been contacted by Michigan. Both he and the Duke Athletic Department later said there was no truth to that rumor. The other names being prominently mentioned in the search are Coach Mullins from Mississippi State, Jim Mora Jr. from UCLA, and John Harbaugh. Yes, in November, John said he was not interested in the job, but many still believe he is in the mix. Those are the names we hear most often. There might be others, we just don't know about those. Michigan basketball started fast, and as we fans probably jumped the gun in thinking this young team was going to pick up where last year's team left off, reality slapped us in the face last week. Michigan lost to NJIT, Eastern Michigan, and then took it on the chin in the desert on Saturday afternoon against a very good Arizona team. Coach John Beeline's team is 6-4 and four and will close out the pre-Big Ten portion of their schedule at Chrysler Center in the next week. On Saturday, we will entertain SMU, so don't give up on them yet. A Coach B's history is that his teams get better as the season goes along. We have plenty of young talent. It's just going to take time and patience as we watch this young team grow through what will be a Big Ten season with no easy games. So we have plenty to talk about as this year comes to a close. My guest on this week's Michigan Game Day segment is senior editor Chris Ballas from TheWolverine.com. He joins me next here on the Michigan Man Podcast on GBMW Go Blue Michigan Wolverine.
Back with us this week on Michigan Game Day is the Wolverine.com senior editor, Chris Ballas. How goes it, Chris? Hey, doing great. Thanks. Besides uh, the busy Christmas season, of course, it is the speculation season when it comes to Michigan football. Chris, the search continues. Speculation is out there. It grows every day. Rumors. The latest, do you think the 49ers being eliminated from the playoffs means we're closer to an answer as to whether Jim Harbaugh is interested or not? Yeah, I think so. And I think uh, that gives him, frees up a little bit of time for him to start talking to people and to start thinking seriously about his future. It's clear that he's not going to be back with San Francisco. And they kind of burned that bridge in the summer when he didn't agree to an extension. And, you know, he just said, hey, let's do this at the end of the year. They tabled the talks until the end of the year and they took it personal when he didn't resign. And and uh, then that kind of created a toxic environment in that in that locker room and led to a seven and seven season to date. And but now uh, now that they're out of the playoffs and he knows that he's not going to be in San Francisco, he can start looking at Michigan a little bit more closely. He can start looking at Oakland and some other options that he has. If if there were better options out there, I think if there were some home runs, uh, then maybe he stays in the NFL and it's not even a, that he doesn't give any Michigan any consideration. But I don't think there's any question now that Michigan's in play, which is what we've been saying all along. We think he's talking to Michigan. We think it's uh, there's a decent possibility uh, that he ends up in Ann Arbor. So things are progressing there, and uh, we could hear something before the 28th, but I think the swim lane ends on the 28th, as Jim Hackett said, the athletic director, and I think it could be then. Uh, maybe it'll be sooner, but I think by then we'll know for sure whether or not Jim Harbaugh's coming home to Ann Arbor. Well, there have been a lot of names thrown in the ring lately. Uh, David Cutliffe at Duke, of course, Duke denied pretty quickly uh, the fact he was even uh, offered or uh, approached. There's Les Miles, Bill Mullen at uh, Mississippi State, Jim Mora Jr. Any other names you heard that might be in that mix? Yeah, we've heard Bob Stoops, to be honest with you, uh, that they would make a play for him uh, or possibly would if things didn't work out with Harbaugh. It's pretty clear, though, that instead of a search, this has been a recruitment of Jim Harbaugh. And you've got a lot of people, a lot of Michigan fans reaching out to him, former Michigan captains, teammates, coaches, everybody saying, Jim, we need you here and it's time to come back home. And part of his heart's always been in Ann Arbor. So people, NFL types, don't understand why you would want to take a step back. And uh, I'll tell you this, it's because his heart's been in Ann Arbor and he grew up a bow guy and his dad coached here. And his parents would love to see him here, but you're going to hear names like Bob Stoops. I don't think it'll be Les Miles. We've said that from the beginning. Two times they haven't offered him the job, and I don't know think that changes unless they get down to the point where, hey, uh, they just they don't have any better options. And probably if you're Les Miles, you might take offense to that, but that's the way it is. So, um, But I think guys like that, and uh, they're, they're going to spend. There's no question that they're going to spend, so there might be candidates out there that we don't even know about other than those guys listed. Uh, Cutcliffe, again, was not one of those. I think if they're going to take a, another coach, it's, it's not going to be somebody in their 60s. People talk about Gary Pinkle. I don't see that happening at Missouri. Um, Dan Mullen, I think, is is kind of a Rich Rod Redux there, and you don't, do you really want to uh, go complete spread again um, and and start over in that respect. And I think that Jim Hackett addressed that with his team and said, no, I don't think uh, we're going to go that route. So we'll see what happens. But right now I think all eyes are on Jim Harbaugh and what he's going to do. He has the right of first refusal, and then they move on. Chris, from what you know of the process uh, to find the next head coach, are you pretty impressed with the way Hackett uh, has been conducting it so far? Yeah, without question. I think that if Jim Harbaugh were to say no, and if it went on the 28th, we would know within a couple of days who plan B would be. I think he's been pretty confident on Jim Harbaugh, but Jim Harbaugh is unpredictable. And he might say one thing, and you might be progressing towards something with him, and then something happens where he changes his mind, um, and which he certainly has the right to do. So 
uh, he's going to have options. This is one of the best coaches in the country. So, But I think Jim Hackett, in, in terms of what he's done recruiting, everything we've heard without going into detail uh, is right down to the detail. He's done everything right here. So now, of course, the proof is in the pudding, and it depends on who he gets here. Uh, he's got to close. And if it's not Jim Harbaugh, then you better have your B, C, D, E, lined up and people hear these names like Kyle Whittingham at Utah and they get upset but you've got to have a plan and that's one thing we saw the first time around when Bill Martin didn't really have a succession plan for Lloyd Carr they kind of fell into Rich Rodriguez but he wasn't even on the radar at one point so uh, it's one of those things where I think yes he's doing everything right but at the end of the day he's going to be judged on who he eventually signs to take the job. Well, not only are Michigan fans riveted uh, during this search process, but it seems the national media is also fascinated by the process that's going on in Ann Arbor right now. I know it's Michigan, but uh, the fact an interim AD and a new president are involved uh, makes this quite fascinating, maybe even a scary process, doesn't it? Yeah, without question, because uh, there are other candidates out there who are going to want to know who their permanent AD is going to be. And Jim Hackett, we've heard, will stay on as long as necessary. Now, maybe not 10 years, but if it's a couple of years and then the new coach has a say in who his successor will be, or who Hackett's successor will be, then I think that's the route they'll go. But uh, there's no question that there's not the kind of stability that you'd like in, in, to be in a position to make this higher. But I think Jim Hackett, again, is that guy who's going to say, I'm going to do everything right here. Uh, you know, we're going to put your fears at ease. And, and he's a guy that you can relate to. Everybody talks about him being that guy who you can really – uh, can really trust. He's really forth, forthright in everything that he does. So I think they're in good hands there with him running the search. Chris, one of the things Michigan fans are antsy about is the 2015 recruiting class. Uh, it was small to start with. Now it's really small. <laughs> Do you think the new staff uh, is going to have the time to put it back together? Yeah, if you look at what Brady Hoke did when he came in, uh, they got a few guys down the stretch. But if you get a home run hire like a Jim Harbaugh, I think that opens all kinds of possibilities. Uh, you know, you're looking probably at landing nine more guys in the class. Uh, if you work quickly uh, and you've got a month and change to do that, I think that there are going to be a lot of people who look at a Jim Harbaugh and say, absolutely, I'm going to give them a look. And, and some of the decommitments, even, uh, you're going to take, they're going to take a second look at Michigan because of that. Uh, when you've got that pedigree, I don't think there's any question. Uh, but kids do want to know who they're going to play with for, obviously. Alex Melzone, uh, out, of, out of Brother Rice here in Bloomfield Hills, is saying all the right things, and he's going to stick with Michigan because he grew up a Michigan fan. Brian Cole and Saginaw saying the same thing, but you want to put their fears at ease, too, and you want to, and you want to make sure they know who they're going to play for. Now, Jim Hackett has said that he's told the team that he, they are going to know who the coach is by the time they get back from break, which is in early January, so he's got a plan in place, and I think they're going to have to work quickly, but I think uh, any coach that is getting ready to come in might have somebody working on that for him right now, taking a look at lists and, and understanding what direction they're going to go if he does take the job. Well, final thought on this whole process thing, Chris. Um, as you just mentioned, Hackett said that the coach uh, hopefully is going to be in place when they come back uh, from the break. He said all along he has his own timeline, but would you think something is still possibly uh, could happen before uh, the 28th, or are we really looking at the 1st of January? Absolutely, I think it could happen before that. You might hear something from Jim Harbaugh now that they're eliminated from the playoffs, and he's certainly not coming back with San Francisco. Or if Harbaugh changes everything we hear, they're progressing. But if he were to change his mind and say, hey, I'm not interested in the Michigan job, then I think they would move quickly on their plan B, and we would know well before then. So 
I think there's certainly a possibility, and uh, but at this point, uh, you know that Jim Harbaugh swim lane is going to go till December 28th. So, if he decides, hey, I want to finish out the year with my San Francisco team before before an announcement is made, and he does agree to come, then I think they'd drag it out then. But that's the only way. And uh, at that point, you better have a deal in place, or you better know that he's not going to renege, and and have your plan be ready just in case. So, uh, it's certainly possible. Uh, at this point, I would guess anywhere between now and the 29th of December you'll get an idea uh, of who next Michigan's next coach is going to be. With us today on our Michigan Game Day segment is the Wolverine.com senior editor, Chris Ballas. Chris, uh, if we could, let's turn our attention for just a couple of minutes uh, to Michigan hoops. Yeah. Uh, after a promising start, we've dropped three in a row. Uh, cause for alarm, or is this what we just have to expect with a team this young? I don't think you expect losses at home to NJIT in Eastern Michigan, no matter how young you are, especially when you've got an established program now, and I understand that you've lost a lot of talent. But you've still got a lot of talent on that roster. Uh, you've got a guy in Zach Irvin who was a five-star prospect. Derek Walton was one of the more coveted point guards in the nation. And uh, and you've got a kid in Karis LeVert that's going to be a pro. And those three guys right there should be enough of a nucleus that you should not be losing those games. So I think there's a concern there. Uh, sounds to me like Ricky Doyle is going to be moving into the starting lineup. Uh, I think John Beeline said that last night. And, uh, they, you know, they need a spark. They need that spark because right now they're not getting enough from that five position. But uh, I think that you're going to see them improve, but something's lacking right now, and it's, it's pretty clear, especially on the offensive end, that they're missing some confidence. You need one of those dogs out there that's really when things go down, you know that you're going to get, a, get or going badly, you know that they're going to be able to get a bucket for you. So I don't see that right now. They, but things can turn around quickly, too. We've seen John Beeline teams look pretty bad at, at points and turn it around quickly. We know that he's one of the better coaches in the country. This is something that they're going to have to get rectified here. SMU, in my opinion, on Saturday is a big game. They've got to get back on the winning track. Then you beat Coppin State, hopefully at home, and getting ready for the Big Ten season. So I don't think it's a lost cause, but I think they need to find something quickly to start looking like that team we saw at the beginning of the year that gave Villanova all they could handle. Villanova looks like a fantastic team. That looked like a team, a game between two teams that maybe were destined for the Sweet 16 or the Elite Eight. So uh, they got to find their mojo. I think they've got some pieces, uh, but they've just got to get things working right now. Well, we've seen the negatives, a uh, 6-4 and four record, uh, three-game losing streak, uh, two tough losses at home. What are some of the positives uh, you've seen from this team through these first 10 games, Chris? Uh, Ricky Doyle, we've talked about him a little bit. He's been a little inconsistent, but he's the kind of kid that you look at, and in a couple years from now, that kid's going to be a beast in the Big Ten. And he's got a great touch around the rim. He is in great shape, and he's got a great motor. So you can you thinking that he can be like a, a Jordan Morgan Plus, or if you want to go Mitch McGarry Light, you can do that too. But I think you're going to see him continue to blossom. I like a, I like a lot what I've seen from him. Uh, now Zach Irvin, when he's on, he's outstanding. Uh, and early on, we saw him taking the ball, <clears throat> excuse me, to the hole a little bit more frequently. We need to see more of that. But I think uh, I think when when he's confident, he can really be that guy, not really an assist guy, but a guy that can get to the rim a little bit more than he has. So, And defensively, um, they've had a couple of lapses, NJIT being one of them where they were disinterested, but defensively at times they've looked really good. You saw against Eastern Michigan, they held them to less than a point per possession, I think .8 per possession. So they have the want to there. So I think there's a lot of desire on this team. I don't think uh, you're, they're pointing fingers or anything like that. I think it's just a team lacking confidence. So there's some talent there. They just need to put it all together and turn it around. No, there's no question. There's talent there. There's some very young players. The Big Ten season is uh, just around the corner. 
they're going to uh, to have to grow up uh, the hard way when the Big Ten season hits. And I think the one good thing we all know after watching Coach Beeline uh, for these many years is his teams get better, for the most part, as the season progresses. Yeah, exactly. And it's still early, and he's saying, don't panic. You know, we knew we were going to be young. He's telling people that. And uh, they, almost, they almost looked ahead of schedule like they hadn't missed the beat through those first several games. And But now, uh, this is it's, it's like he always says, it's how you respond after adversity that really defines you. And we're going to find out because this has been an embarrassing stretch. And, uh, and I think they knew going into Arizona that they were going to get thrashed. I don't know if they knew they were going to get beat that badly. But they've got uh, an opportunity now to get their bearings about them before the Big Ten season. And the Big Ten, if you look at the slate, it's not overwhelming at the beginning, and they've got some opportunities to do some things early. So maybe that gets their confidence back, and they go into the heart of the Big Ten season with some of that so they can make some noise. Well, we've hit a few bumps in the road, but before the season started, most observers figured this team would be an upper-tier Big Ten competitor. Do you still see it that way? Uh, as of right now, it doesn't look good, but uh, <laughs> I would say middle of the pack. But you know what, uh, John Beeline has surprised us before. He took a team that had no business winning the Big Ten, and, and they split the Big Ten with Zach Novak as a senior. And so, I, again, I think their better days are ahead of them, and we do see them improve as the year goes on. The Big Ten's not overwhelming. It's good, but it's not overwhelming in my opinion. There are a lot of winnable games there. So they've just got to right the ship, get their confidence back, and some of these young guys, Cam Chapman's one that comes to mind, really has to start growing up a little bit. And they need more from that position. Right now they're really struggling at that position. Uh, and if they're going to play small, they're going to get abused on the boards. So he's got to grow up. But I think you'll see these kids improve. And when the game slows down for them, there's enough talent there that they're going to be able to make some noise. With us today on our Michigan Game Day segment has been the uh, Wolverine.com senior editor, Chris Ballas. And Chris, one thing we know, the next uh, – couple of weeks uh, with uh, the Big Ten season starting for basketball and of course the uh, the coaching search is going to be an interesting uh, holiday season in the next couple of weeks and we'll be sure to uh, to get you back here on the show right after the holidays and, and talk about it so thanks again for your time Chris. You bet thanks for having me. The latest news from all around Wolverine Nation is coming up next on Wolverine Quick Hits here on the Michigan Man Podcast on GBMW Go Blue Michigan Wolverine. On Wolverine Quick Hits today, basketball will be back in action this Saturday at Chrysler Center against SMU. Tip-off is scheduled for 12 noon and will be broadcast on ESPN2. Michigan is 6-4 heading into this weekend's action and trying to stop their three-game losing streak. Dylan Larkin scored a third-period power play goal, but the University of Michigan fell 5-1 in hockey action against Boston College, ranked number 16 in the country right now on Saturday night in front of 6,202 fans at Kelly Rink. Michigan outshot BC 42-29 for the night and had six power play chances, including three in the third period. But the Wolverines could not overcome a 3-0 first period deficit. Michigan will have the weekend off before returning to game action on Sunday, December 28th in the Great Lakes Invitational against Michigan Tech at 3.30 p.m. in the opening round of the 50th annual tournament at Joe Lewis Arena in Detroit. And again, the Wolverines heading into the Great Lakes Invitational with a record of eight wins and seven losses. In women's basketball action, senior Saisha Gori added her fifth double-double of the season, 
with 17 points and 11 boards, but the University of Michigan women's basketball team fell 70-50 to at number 5-ranked Notre Dame on Saturday afternoon at Purcell Pavilion at the Joyce Center. Gorey led the way for Michigan, tying Notre Dame's Lindsey Allen for game-high honors. Senior Shannon Smith scored 9 points, sophomore Sierra Thompson went for 8 points, and junior Madison Rostowski had 7 points and 5 assists. Michigan struggled from the field, shooting 34.5 percent, 19 for 55, compared to Notre Dame's 51.7 percent, 31 for 60. The Wolverines return to the court this Friday, hosting Canisius at Chrysler Center. Tip-off is set for 7 p.m. As the search continues for our next head coach, stories and rumors will be popping up daily. Make sure you stay in the Wolverine loop by becoming a member here at GBMW. Visit www.gbmwolverine.com and sign up today. You'll get email alerts when a story is published, and you can always visit our message board and see what other Michigan fans have to say. Visit www.gbmwolverine.com and become a member today. The best part is that it won't cost you a penny. My phone lines are open 24-7 for your calls at 313-263-4842. If you have any thoughts on the coaching search or what's wrong with Michigan basketball, give us a call and state your case. The number again is 313-263-4842. Or you can email me at the Michigan Man Podcast at yahoo.com. If you get the show from iTunes, please take a minute to give us a review. If you listen to the show on your laptop or desktop, you can sign up for free delivery from iTunes. Our show app is also available in the iTunes Store. For Android users, we're available at Amazon.com. Just download the podcast box and you'll find our show app is available there. For Windows users, we are available in the Windows 8 App Store. And finally, the show is also found on two easy-to-use apps, Stitcher Radio On Demand and TuneIn Radio, so check one of those out. That will do it for this week's show. Who knows what will happen in the next seven days with the coaching search. I suppose news could break at any moment regarding a new hire, but we should be prepared for what could be another two or three weeks of daily rumors and speculation. Whatever happens, we'll be back next week with the latest news. I know it's a busy time of the year with Christmas right around the corner, but we'll be here right through the holidays with the latest Wolverine news. I hope you'll find time to join me. Until next time, have a great Wolverine week, everyone. I'm your host, Mike Fitzpatrick. Take care, and as always, Go Blue! Thanks for listening to the Michigan Man Podcast on GBMW Go Blue Michigan Wolverine. You can find us on the web at www.gbmwolverine.com. That's www.gbmwolverine.com. For audio posts or other fan feedback, please call our listener line at 313-263-4842. That's 313-263-4842. Email fan feedback to the Michigan Man Podcast at yahoo.com. That's the Michigan Man Podcast at yahoo.com. The Michigan Man Podcast on GBMW Go Blue Michigan Wolverine is produced at the studios of Robin Lynn Productions, Allen Park, Michigan. The Michigan Man Podcast is not affiliated with the University of Michigan. Go Blue!